wonderful life will not be seen this year. In its place is the following. Joker here. Greetings, Gotham, and Merry Christmas. I hope you're watching Batman. This one's for you. <laughs> Hello everyone, it's me, the Jaystrom. It is Christmas Eve 2020, and it's been a while since I've uh, talked to you. I'm currently here in the fictional town of Mulberry. It's Christmas time. There are decorations everywhere, up and down the streets. There's even a little snow on the ground. You can hear the winds and some bells ringing in the distance. Later on, there will be carolers, and maybe even gremlins. Man, what a year, huh? (laughs) I don't have to tell you. It's been pretty crazy. It's been pretty crazy for me, too. I miss podcasting, and I miss you guys. I don't know what happened. Something happened. Something broke in my brain. Without Steven being able to come over, it really made it hard to want to keep doing the show. I even thought about, hey, I could do one of these every week, where I just walk around and talk into my phone and then put it out as a podcast, but who wants to listen to that? I don't even know if I do, but man, I just wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and know that I intend to get back to my show. I want my show back. And you know what's really inspired me to want to do podcasting again? Chinstroker versus Punter. What a great podcast. I've been listening to Mike and Paul, and uh, I love hearing them banter back and forth about movies or shows that they've recently watched. And man, I'm jealous. I just want to do that so bad with somebody, anybody. (sighs) Ah. I love their talk about Tenet when uh, Mike was trying to, he was like trying to come up with the word purist about Christopher Nolan. He was like, you know, Christopher Nolan is a real, and Paul was like, pretentious dick. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious because Christopher Nolan is a bit of a pretentious dick. You can't go into movie theaters, naturally, unless you want COVID. You could wear a mask or whatever. But I'm sorry, the way my brain works is I would be sitting there during the movie going, I'm getting it right now, aren't I? I'm getting COVID. I heard somebody sneeze behind me. I'm getting COVID. Was it worth it, Jason, to watch this shitty movie? (laughs) I couldn't do it. I'm too in my head. Hey, what are you doing, baby? So Christopher Nolan didn't want Tenet to be video on demand because his movie's got to be seen in a movie theater. I made this movie for the cinema. It must be on a big screen. And I already know your secret, buddy. Do you mind, baby? I'm trying to record something. And we all know Christopher Nolan movies, you can't tell what the hell anybody's saying because he likes his films mixed a certain way, where it's too loud and you can't hear dialogue. The dude has issues, okay? 
That's not to say he's not a talented filmmaker. I know he is. I did think Dunkirk was good. I mean, it had a cool gimmick in it, too. I mean, all of his movies have gimmicks. He's lying in bed going, Ooh, good idea. <laughs> I can't wait to get this in the cinema with two loud... Uh, come on! I'm trying to record. What my dog does is... uh smells squirrels and then it starts going insane because my dog baby is a beagle and beagles are hounds and uh they pick up scents and they ruin podcasts let's face it i love my dog but my dog has been ruining my podcast since we've gotten her years ago but anyway back to christopher nolan are the batman movies that good seriously I don't know why I'm ranting Christopher Nolan. I didn't intend to do this, but are they really that good? Aren't they a little self-important? A little too serious? Why so serious? I think the Joker is Christopher Nolan's inner brain saying, Dude, come on, tone it down. Calm down. The Joker is Christopher Nolan, and he's Batman, and they're battling it out or something. Man, I I just picked up on something, man. This is some deep shit. <laughs> man, I miss talking about things. Talking about movies. And I haven't even watched Tenet. So I don't even know why I'm talking about this. But, but it's Mike and uh, Paul. Thank you guys for Chinstroker vs. Punter. Uh, great show. I'm currently listening to your latest Christmas episode. Talking about his Die Hard a Christmas movie, which I think is hilarious because every single year this topic comes up, and it's almost like the year before when we talked about it. It's just everyone's forgotten about those conversations. That yes, Die Hard is a fucking Christmas movie. It is. Why? Because uh, we watch it during Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. That's it. That's all there is to it. If you watch a movie every year during Christmas and it makes you happy, makes you feel Christmassy, you're decorating the tree and you're watching John McClane take out thieves. They're not even terrorists, guys. We know that. At Nakatomi Plaza's, then it's a Christmas movie. There's even... Oh my God, are you serious? I'm trying to podcast... Do you mind? There's even a Christmas song. Oh, the weather outside was frightful. Dum, da, dum, delightful. Reggie V, man, he sings in the, the movie. It's a Christmas song. It's a Christmas movie. Let me ask you this, okay? Last night, my wife and I were watching uh, Meet Me in St. Louis with Judy Garland. Did you know that in that movie... Judy Garland sings Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Does that make it a Christmas movie? Part of the movie's in Christmas. I don't think so. It's a musical about St. Louis, right? But it's got a famous Christmas song in it. Oh, great. Now we got other dogs barking. Okay, I'm moving inside. Be right back, guys. Okay guys, I'm back inside. I am now in my study. I got the fireplace going. It's cold outside. I was freezing my ass off. But now I'm inside. 
And it's that time of year again. The holidays, am I right? Holidays and the time of COVID. So I did all my shopping online this year. Target, Amazon, etc. Have it all delivered. Didn't have any porch bandits this year stealing anything, thank God. But uh, it's felt weird. It's been a weird year. But it'll be nice just to have Christmas with my family. I want to talk about things that I've been doing lately. Now that I'm inside and warming up. Seriously, I was freezing outside. <laughs> the only reason I do that is because my wife is working right now. And uh, I have to be quiet. There's times where she has her headset on and she's in a meeting. The dog makes noise, etc. I got to go outside or come into the bedroom. But currently, I am in my imaginary study, which is known as the closet. And uh, hopefully, this recording will be fine. But uh, I miss podcasting. I've even gone back and listened to the Nim Christmas special that I made a couple of years ago. It's so crazy how quickly time passes. Did you know the last show I recorded with Steven was October 2019? It's been over a year since Stephen and I have recorded a show. I don't know how that happened. I don't understand it. This year has been insane. I've had a mental block. I didn't know how to produce anything. Thankfully, Ken Proventure did those two videos, the Die Hard and the Ghostbusters 2. I had so much fun watching those. He worked so hard on those. I hope you guys liked them. But the the last big endeavor that I did, the big show I did, was in October 2019. And that was the Ghostbusters 2 movie mini I did with Ken. I had a blast putting that together. All the editing and adding music and clips. That's the shit I love. I'm in my wheelhouse when I do that. It brings me joy. But then, you know, I've talked about it before, but this is a real thing. I get super depressed after I put out a show like that because I don't know what I'm looking for. Feedback. I want somebody to say something. Talk to me about it. Hey, this part was great. I like this. Whatever. And I don't get that. I get really low. And that feeling that I get when I put something out I'm proud of. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'd be like this no matter what. I could be like Howard Stern, or I could be like Christopher Nolan. I could put out Tenet. And maybe those guys, they get super depressed after they put something out they're proud of. Because then there's nothing. The idea is for me to keep busy week to week. But instead, what I've been doing is just doing nothing creative. And it is killing me slowly. (laughs) It's this weird cycle that I'm on. Do something, keep me busy, get excited about it, work hard on it, put it out, nobody cares, get really bummed, don't know why I bother, long for doing it again, until finally I get up the nerve, record it, work on it, love working on it, put it out, nobody cares, get depressed. (laughs) But that's the way I've been working for the longest time, and it sucks. And that feeling that I get when I put something out, And I don't get back what I want, I guess. I don't like that feeling. And by not doing anything, I've avoided feeling that way. And that's made me feel a little bit better. But at the same time, 
I love talking about things I love. I love talking about movies and film and whatever. So I think I'll get back to that, is what I'm saying. I think I burned myself out big time. I was trying to do the old format, do intros, do breaks, do clips from shows, etc. I want 2021 to be more productive for me. I want to just put things out and not think about that. Put that out of my mind. Think about what makes me happy. And that is doing the podcast, talking with friends, whoever my co-host may be, and putting out content. And if you're enjoying it, that's fantastic. I hope there's people out there that like the podcast and whatever I'm doing. Even if you never tell me. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, it's Christmas. I don't technically want anything for Christmas except for socks. I need socks. I wear holes in my sh- in my heels for some reason. I don't even know why. How does that happen? So I need socks every year. Need to replenish the supply. I got an Xbox Series X uh, when it came out in November. So that's been fun. Barely playing any games on it. I t- try to when I can. I started playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Playing a Viking, which was awesome. That's a lot of fun. I actually really enjoy that game. And then that got me in the mood for some Viking stuff. And I'd always heard about the TV show Vikings from the History Network. All of that is on Hulu. I think it's on Amazon, too. So I started watching Vikings. And I'm currently in Season 3. And I love it. It's a great show. Fantastic show. Vikings, man, they did some bad things. But it's a great show. Travis Fimmel, I believe is his name, plays Ragnar Lothbrok. He's fantastic. He's so good in that show. He wasn't really on my radar as an actor, but he is now. He's just amazing on that show. God, he's good. Catherine Winnick, who plays Lagertha, his uh, ex-wife on the show. She starts out as his wife and eventually, you know. But she's amazing on that show. Uh, The whole cast is. They're great. I can't wait to watch more. I watch it here and there. I'm also currently watching The Hardy Boys on Hulu. It's a new series based on the books, of course. Those characters we all know and love. Sean Cassidy and his brother, played by Parker Stevenson. Yes, I pulled it out back in the 70s. I remember watching that show as a kid. This version takes place in the 80s. But it's fantastic. They don't milk the 80s stuff. There isn't like a ton of 80s nostalgia type stuff like a Stranger Things. There's an occasional song you might hear like Safety Dance in the background or something. But they don't hit you over the head with nostalgia. It just happens to take place in the 80s in a small town. And I love it. I love the atmosphere. I love the characters. They've made them so clever and funny. Uh, Frank is the older brother and Joe is a younger brother. I think Frank is 17 and Joe is 12. And you're thinking, wow, I thought they were closer in age than that. But they tricked it up in this. And actually, the younger brother, Joe, he's really good. He's hilarious. And they're both really smart characters. And that's what I like about the show. Everyone is incredibly smart. The parents, smart people. Their children, smart. All of their friends, smart people. Even the bad guys are smart. And uh, there's this cool mystery that carries on from episode to episode. I would almost think 
of the show is kind of Spielbergian in a way. It gives me that kind of that that air of Spielberg. It's just so confidently directed. I have no idea who these people are who made this show, but the Hardy Boys, it's fantastic. It looks gorgeous too. I'm watching it in 4K. Looks amazing. Uh, so I'm really happy with Vikings and the Hardy Boys. Good stuff. The Mandalorian. Okay, season two. As someone who loved Star Wars Rebels and loved uh, the Clone Wars, we already knew that Dave Filoni was amazing and uh, he continues to wow us in live action. I wasn't sure about the Ahsoka Tano casting at first with Rosario Dawson. I have nothing against her, but it was hard for me to picture that. But, you know, once I saw her in the show, I was like, oh, this is cool. This is interesting. Okay. Uh, I thought that was pretty badass. Uh, the show is a lot of fun. Just, I love now. I remember a long time ago being pretty annoyed that, oh, I can't binge the whole thing in one day. That sucks. But I like the weekly aspect now. I've, I understand coming out week to week gives you something to look forward to and look forward to seeing spoilers before you watch it in the morning while you're sitting on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> I try to avoid that stuff, but God, it's hard. Everyone wants to spoil the Mandalorian as soon as they're done watching it. You people, oh, wanted to spoil shows, but no, the Mando, it's good to have a show that could possibly get spoiled. It's cool to care about a show that much. How long has it been since you've had a show you were worried people would spoil for you? It's been a while for me. I can think of maybe Game of Thrones, and I didn't give a shit about that show, so uh, I can understand where other people are coming from, though. You had to watch it on the night it aired because everyone would spoil it for you, if not. And uh, the Mando, fantastic. Good show. That finale, I gotta admit, I was pretty caught up in it. This is spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched the Mando. Baby Yoda's name is Grogu, by the way. And yes, I call him Grogu. I'm not one of those deniers that is like, no, he's Baby Yoda forever. No, his name is Grogu. Get over yourself. How great is it whenever the Mando says Grogu and he goes, hmm? <laughs> I love that. His like ears perk up. Whoa. That was fantastic. Um, Bo Katan, Katie Sock, Sackoff is that character. Uh, I want to see more of that. I want to see more character interaction and development. I could see like if I didn't know who Bo Katan was and I watched it on the show, you're not getting enough information about her. Like I know more about her because she was in the Clone Wars, she was in Star Wars Rebels. I know how she got the dark saber, but I would love some more in-depth interaction between characters in a future season of whatever show those characters are going to be on. I know they're, they announced a shitload of Star Wars shows that are coming out. Rangers of the New Republic, the Ahsoka show, the Boba Fett show. It's going to be crazy. I can't picture all these Star Wars shows, but... If they make me feel the way Ma The Mandalorian does, then I'm all for it. I'm having fun. It makes Star Wars fun to talk about again. But then there was that part at the end of the episode where a certain character shows up. I ate it. S hook, line, and sinker. I loved the moment. I felt goosebumps. I felt chills. I got emotional. I loved it. 
And, you know, you see the internet, people are like, well, actually, you know, um, The Last Jedi, you know, Ryan Johnson, he said we need to move on. So it's like, guys, shut up, please. Can we just enjoy things? And that's the way I feel about it. I'll say this about The Last Jedi. I enjoyed it the two times I saw it in the theater, and uh, I've never seen it since, as I've said before. I've seen Rise of Skywalker once, don't intend to go back and watch it. Maybe maybe in like five years I'll watch it again, I don't know. I have no interest in that. I like the fact that Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau have a story to tell. And hopefully they have ideas for certain story beats and where stories are going to lead because then we can be entertained along the way. Hopefully they'll never do the, well, we don't really have an idea, but let's start with the first one. It was funny, I was looking back at The Force Awakens. Uh, somebody was talking about it on a YouTube video, and it was like talking about the openings of Star Wars movies. That's what it was, how they each open. And that first opening of Force Awakens, where you see the bottom of the ship, I just immediately realized just how over, like... Star Wars movies I need to be for a while. Like, I love that the Mando can just start however at once. It doesn't have to be tribute to opening crawls or mimicking openings of other Star Wars movies. It's become its own beast. And that's so fantastic. We don't have to think of how one thing came before another. I love that the Mandalorian, they can have lots of fun in the show and they can put little easter eggs like the ice cream machine from the guy on Bespin or um, characters that were in the background like Walrus Man or <laughs> the Squid Dude and give them more of a prominent role I think it's cool it's so much fun and I think Star Wars TV shows will be able to do that without having to worry about all of this baggage that comes with a Star Wars movie. And uh, I would love to talk about this stuff with Bill because we love talking about Star Wars so much. By the way, Bill just saw on his Facebook that he got a COVID vaccine. How awesome is that? I'm so happy for him. Bill works in medicine. I'm very proud of him. That's fantastic. Can't wait till all the people that we know and love get it. We could go back to normal life and maybe go back to a movie theater. I miss theater popcorn, don't you? But seriously, how great was it to see a green lightsaber again? We don't get enough green lightsaber. The new, even the new prequels, it was always red with Kylo's thing or blue. And then at the end, we got a yellow one. Like, yellow? Really? Green lightsaber is the way to go. Remember in Return of the Jedi when Luke first ignites that green lightsaber? That is awesome! Even in, like, Revenge of the Sith, we had that Obi-Wan and Anakin duel with two blue lightsabers. Whose idea was that? That didn't work for me. It still doesn't work for me. You need two different colors. And uh, Ahsoka's white blades don't do anything for me. I think it's cool for the character, but eh, does nothing for me. But seriously, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic holiday. I know it sucks we can't be with family. I recently lost my Aunt Judy, was my mother's older sister. Lost my mother when I was a child, but my Aunt Judy, she was in a nursing facility, and she got COVID, and she was gone within a week. It was terrible. 
My cousin Candy, who is her daughter, was trying to take care of her, but she hadn't seen her in person since February. And uh, she had to make medical decisions for her. And we knew once she got put on the respirator, it wasn't going to be long. And literally, it was like 24 hours later, we found out we lost her. So it's sad that we can't see our families. But there's a reason, because COVID is serious shit. We don't want family members to get sick. That's the crazy thing about school right now. My daughter does school from home. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, what's the big deal? Kids. They don't really get as sick as adults, so it's no big deal. It's like, yeah, but they come home to their families. Maybe the dad or the mom, or they get it. Maybe they're not affected, but then they go visit grandma and grandpa. They're susceptible. We've lost a lot of people this year, and it does bum me out. It weighs in the back of my head. It's like too much sometimes. We call it doom scrolling when you're on Twitter especially during the election, before the election, just doom and gloom and feeling this sense of dread. It was so great to feel relief from that for a bit, but it starts to come back as you see numbers grow and people doing stupid things and it makes you angry. And I realized podcasting, doing something that entertains somebody, if it can bring happiness, then maybe it's worth it in this time. We all need distractions from the bullshit and the dread, right? And so I'm listening to quite a bit of podcasts and I get inspired by other people's podcasts. I listen to one podcast where the people talk about home theater and they talk about, oh, isn't this great that we have our home theaters and this time we can't go to movie theaters, but we can sit in our big screen room with a I happen to have 12 chairs, so, uh, and I'm like, you know, eat shit, buddy. (laughs) You guys are pissing me off. (laughs) But everyone's got something better, right? Grass is greener on the other side. I just heard that cliche recently, and I was like, yeah, that's true. Everyone has a better lawn. Everyone has a bigger TV. Everyone has a bigger video game collection or laser disc collection. Laser disc? Where did that come from? But guys, we need distraction in life. Even if it's just 30 minutes to play Peggle 2 on your Xbox Series X. God, I love Peggle. That's such a fun game. Cyberpunk came out. Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, I've had the game for over a week now. I've played it for probably 12 hours. I haven't bumped into Keanu Reeves yet. Jesus, I'm still playing it and I haven't met Keanu yet. When do I meet Keanu? I'm having fun with that, but yeah, they ship the game broken <laughs> with lots of bugs and stuff. It plays great on the Series X. I see the occasional weird thing. I had a uh, conversation with another character in an elevator where they were dead on the floor. They were literally slumped over dead, but they were still talking to me. And I was like, this is interesting. And then when the elevator got to the floor and the door opened, he was like, boom back to life who's standing there and i was like that was interesting uh there's times where things are floating in the air it's kind of funny but uh i haven't run into any really bad bugs like some people have on pc and especially the early consoles like xbox and ps4 hopefully they'll fix that stuff they've been patching it pretty regularly i also played a little bit of star wars squadrons it was on sale for like i got it for 13 bucks and 
you get to play it is either a TIE pilot or an X-Wing pilot. And I had some fun playing that for an afternoon. That's my TIE fighter, by the way. A lot of fun. Here's the thing. When you have multiple games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk, or Star Wars Squadrons at the same time, and you have about an hour to play a game, it's hard to decide. It's literally, I'll be playing a game and going, should I be playing the other game? Maybe be having more fun. And then before you know it, the hour's up and that's it. So it's kind of torturous. Now this Christmas, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984 because HBO Max is now finally on the Roku. I recently purchased a brand new Roku Ultra that does Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. The older Roku Ultra did not. It just did HDR10, and that really annoyed me because I had recently purchased, at the beginning of the pandemic, an LG OLED TV because it does true blacks. It's gorgeous. It's probably the greatest purchase I've ever made in my life. I've told Heather regularly, we've now had it several months now, and I will say out loud, this is the greatest television I've ever owned. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you said that. And I go, no, no, no. I need to say it every day because it is the greatest television I've ever owned. If you watch movies, if you watch TV shows, and you want to watch them in 4K, because guys, Netflix does all of their shows and movies in Dolby Vision. Disney Plus does everything in Dolby Vision. Hulu shows things in 4K, but with no HDR. CBS shows things in 4K with no HDR. Apple Plus shows everything in Dolby Vision. So there's plenty to watch in 4K now, especially if you stream a lot. Amazon Prime, they make it harder, but they do have things in HDR and 4K, especially their original series. Except... Amazon Prime sucks at their menus and labeling things. You're lucky if you click on something and it's 4K. Otherwise, you have to go looking for it. They need to fix that shit. But uh, the time of 4K is now, and I can't go back. Here's what I especially notice about 4K. The pupils of people's eyes. You can see the light reflection so clearly off people's eyeballs. It's just kind of entrancing. It's mesmerizing. When we watched Hamilton on Disney Plus, all I could do was stare at the reflections of the people's of their people's eyeballs. It was gorgeous. We all know the greatest musical of all time, though, is the Last Starfighter musical. Am I right, guys? But here's one thing I will say about the Mandalorian: the black levels are off on that show. In Dolby Vision, it just looks a little muddy. They got to do something about that. I know it's because of the way they film it on their cool like dome sound stage with projection the visuals are off on that show you may not notice that in hd but you definitely can in 4k and it does bother me that's one thing that kind of sucks but i'm enjoying the show other than that if i were to say one more thing about the mandalorian love the ending loved the special cameo i don't think that he will show up for any future episodes Maybe one when he hands him off back to, uh, hands Grogu off back to the Mando. He's like, dude, I got shit to do. 
But I would like this. I know some people didn't enjoy the new sequels. Dave Filoni created the Clone Wars animated series. He made the prequels characters awesome. Imagine setting up the sequel series. I'm talking about the J.J. Abrams shit beforehand. But he's created his own characters from Star Wars Rebels like Ezra and Ahsoka. It's going to be pretty cool. I can't wait to see. I just hope these guys don't get stretched too thin. But they're bringing new people in, you know. They just brought aboard Robert Rodriguez to the new Boba Fett series. Which, if you would have told me, like, you know, there's been speculation about a Boba Fett movie or Boba Fett whatever. I didn't care that much. But they've made, they've set up his character where it'll be fun to watch. Going back to that Jabba's palace, that was pretty sweet. And mimicking the shot of the character on the stairs and rolling down. I love it. The little touches they put in there. They can just do that and move on. I'm trying to think of some of the coolest moments in the series. The crate Dragon was fantastic, that episode. Here's why. I've said before in the history of the podcast that Bill and I met in a video game called Star Wars Galaxies, an MMO computer game. In that game, you could do different things. You could become a smuggler. You could become a doctor, <laughs> an entertainer, uh, a ranger. And Bill and I met because we were trying to master ranger. That's why the show title, Rangers of the New Republic, kind of like made me excited. Like, we are rangers! But when we got tired of doing whatever quests in the game that seemed broken, you kind of made your own entertainment in that Star Wars game because a lot of shit was broken. One of those was crate dragon hunting on Tatooine. Just like in The Mandalorian, they're gigantic dragons that are very hard to bring down. So you have to overpower your character, get buffs eat certain foods, drink certain liquids to to power yourself up, wear this suit of armor, and then go fight them. And when you eventually kill one after maybe 30 minutes of constantly fighting and running and trying to stay alive, you harvest what's left of the crate dragon. And sometimes you get a crate dragon pearl or tissues or scales. And you would use the the tissues to make your weapons stronger. You use the scales to make armor stronger, or, you know, you would have to take it to an actual craftsman, a, like a weaponsmith or an armorsmith. And the crate pearls were for Jedi, for their lightsabers. So it was really cool. So then when we watched, when I watched the show... All I could think about was Bill while watching it. Holy shit, has Bill seen this? They're fighting a crate dragon, my god! And the whole, that show was an, uh, it was an homage, an homage to Jaws. And it was fantastic. And at the end, when the, the Tuscan Raider holds up the crate pearl, I freaked. I was like, yes! I felt like, you know, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, they get it. They know it. They're, they're not just referencing Star Wars movies. They're referencing Star Wars books. They're referencing Star Wars games. They, they, they've like got it all. 
And that makes it so exciting. And it does make you feel like a kid again. And they're getting it right. And I remember telling Bill and I go, dude, have you watched Mando? And he was like, dude, holy shit. And we were like, yeah, right. Holy shit. And he was like, oh my God. And we were just like, not even saying anything specific. We were just going back and forth going, holy shit. Yeah, man. Holy shit. And, uh, it, it felt like somebody was like, guys, he's, they're pointing at us. We got you, bro. <laughs> it just felt so amazing because if you go back in early shows, I've talked about all I wanted was an Obi-Wan TV series that took place on Tatooine. Obi-Wan would fight a crate dragon. I even talk about Obi-Wan would be taking care of a baby Luke. And I kind of was comical about it. Like, you know, baby Luke would be wandering in peril and he would be going, ah, and chasing after him like a cartoon. But then I started thinking about it one day. I go, wait a second, taking care of a baby. That's exactly what the Mandalorian is. The Mandalorian is a dude taking care of a child, keeping him from peril. And there's a crate dragon. So I got what I wanted, but in a different way. I, you know, eventually we'll get, hello there. We'll get some more Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan on Tatooine. It's like this. Here's why these shows are great. When you are going to see a Star Wars movie, a lot of people envision what they're going to see. We build it up in our heads. But on these shows, we can't. We don't know what the hell they're planning. So I never know what's going to happen on an episode of The Mandalorian. I never do. I couldn't predict it. So I'm just there to be entertained. Was the CGI bad at the end of that episode? The finale? Yes. Did it slightly pull me out of it? No. Not until it was over. And then I was like, I got to see that again. And like, yeah, it does look pretty shitty. But I started thinking. If they would have cast someone else as that character, still would have pulled you out. Because you would have been like, oh, okay, this guy's the new... So they're kind of screwed either way. They went for it in one way. And that's fine. But if they do it again, it's got to look better. When Jeff Bridges looks better in Tron Legacy, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple of rants. On my phone, I have an Android phone, a Pixel... Google News. If I scroll to the left, I have a list of news. Google, stop giving me news stories on Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know who the hell this guy is. I don't know what he does. I don't care if Megan Fox is dating him. I don't want to know who Machine Gun Kelly is and what he's doing at any time in my life. So stop telling me about Machine Gun Kelly. Okay? I know it was the name of a movie way back when. Here's, here's, when I hear the name Machine Gun Kelly, I picture a guy named Kelly who's always hated his name. How could I sound cooler? I know. I put Machine Gun in front of my name. I'm Machine Gun Kelly. And the fact that people go along with it is just pathetic. It's like McG. Hey guys, I'm McG now. Uh, okay. Let's go along with it. Let's call him McG. No, you gotta say no, people. I'm the Jaystrom. Nobody goes along with that. Everyone calls me Jason. <laughs> Guys, Merry Christmas. 
I hope it's going to be a great new year. A fantastic new year. It's got to be better than this year, right? I want my movies back. I want to be able to go to the movies with Steven. By the way, let me tell you this. I hadn't seen Steven since maybe December 2019. Then COVID hit. He wasn't coming over here, man. Because, you know, Steven travels a lot. He's carrying COVID and spreading it around the United States. I've joked about that. So finally, I got to see Steven recently. It's a couple of weeks ago. Here's what happened. When the Xbox Series X went on sale, we already knew because of the PlayStation 5 selling out everywhere, especially from bots buying up all the stock, that it was going to be hard to get an Xbox. I decided I really wanted that Xbox. I had to have it. So I was on BestBuy.com, reloading it, reloading it. It wasn't working, wasn't showing it was in stock when it was supposed to go on sale. So I quickly went over to Target, added it into my cart. Then it would disappear, trying it over and over again. Finally, it said, you have purchased the Xbox Series X. I was like, sweet, I got it. I got it. Wait, did I get the confirmation email? Okay, I did. Yes, I got an Xbox. I'm so happy. But I really wanted to get it Best Buy because I have these points and I could take some money off and there's benefits to it. You know, I'm an ex, I'm a Best Buy member. Uh, I could pay it off over 24 months because of this. And I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to get it at Best Buy. And if I can't, I've got my back up at Target. So... I'm trying for hours. Finally, around noon, two hours later, I get one in my cart and I purchase it. It's back. It's ordered or whatever. So I'm like, got the email confirmation? Yes, I have two Xboxes. So I'm going to keep that other one at Target just in case this one falls through because I heard about people's purchases going under or, you know, getting canceled. So cut two weeks later. This is around September. It's October. And I'm like, well, I think everything's going good. So if everything does, I have an extra Xbox. I'll ask Steven if he wants it. So I asked him and he's like, sure, man, I'll take it. I was like, all right, this is how much it costs. Just pay me that the day it comes. Cut to November. Target says your Xbox will be delivered a week later than the release date. I'm like, oh, that would have pissed me off, but I've got the Best Buy version, curbside, pull up, they put it in my car, go home, set it all up. When I get home, there's a box on my porch. When I get home from Best Buy with the Xbox, guess what's in it? The new Xbox from Target. So I'm like, holy shit, I have two Xboxes. <laughs> and it was kind of fun. I got a gas out of it, you know. Hey, I've got two consoles. So I was like, Steven, you need to come pick this up. And he's like, so how do we do this? And I was like, I'll be wearing a mask. You wear a mask. We'll meet in my driveway. So Steven pulls up and I was like, Steven. He's like, Jason. And I was like, we can't. Let's, hey, air high five. And I, and I, I didn't do this, but I thought it would be funny. Take my empty Xbox box and the Xbox box with an Xbox in it. I know I'm being confusing as hell. So I'm taking a box with a console in it and another box with no console in it. Put it them both on the floor in my garage and go, okay, Steven, 
One of these is your Xbox. One of them isn't. And no matter what happens, whichever one you pick, you still have to pay me for it. <laughs> but I didn't do that. I just gave it to him. <laughs> and we stood in my driveway and we talked a long time about different adventures, etc. So it was great hanging out with Steven in the driveway for like an hour just talking. That's, uh, you know, with good friends, you can talk to them for a long time and not realize how much time is passing. My wife was like, where, where is he? Where, what is he doing? So it was great to see Steven and it made me miss him so much more. And I can't wait to record a show with him again. I can't wait to give content to you guys. So I'm kind of all talked out now. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to my show. Shout out to all the regulars, Adam Sexton, Adam Howard, Ross Pony. Hope we do that last Witcher show soon. Well, actually, we have another one after that. Ken Preventure, Sean Uyoka. I know you're out there, buddy. Merry Christmas to all of the listeners. And I want to give a shout out to all the pod syndicate guys. I feel like I've let you guys down. I uh, joined your cool band of merry podcasters and I've not done any content. I feel like a jerk. I hear the promo to my show on Chinstroker versus Punter and first I smile and then I'm like, oh, when it mentions doing it weekly, I'm like, <laughs> I feel really bad. I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to do something, some kind of new content. It's just going to be something I enjoy and I hope you guys enjoy too. I have some ideas. I'm not going to say anything now of exactly what I'm going to do because then if I don't do it, I just look like an asshole. But uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas with your families. I hope you get cool stuff, play some video games, watch some movies. Happy New Year. It's going to be awesome. Life's going to get better. We're going to get that vaccine. We're going to be like Charlton Heston. We crashed the helicopter and he's injecting it into his veins just in time. <laughs> Why did I come up with that? Because sometimes I feel like Chuck Heston from the Omega Man, guys. What a goofy movie. I love you guys. That's it. Merry Christmas. I'll see you next time. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.